welcome to the Live Ride Learn podcast. This is your hostess, Sarah Hickner, author of the multi-award winning memoir, Finding Gideon, follower of Christ, wife, mom, horse mom, so many things. Um, Y'all, I promised you two episodes this month and I am thrilled to be following through with my second episode of the month. Who are we? What are we doing? I can't believe it. We're consistent. You know what the difference was? This is just like a little pro tip here. I sat down at the beginning of my month and I made a plan. I made a plan for my Mary Kay business. I made a plan for the refrigerator I'm making money to buy. I made a plan for my audiobook launch and a plan for my podcast among even more stuff. And so I said, I I love checklists. I am learning. I think I might have some mild ADHD or something. I don't know. It seems like everyone has it. I think that cell phones maybe cause it. I don't know. But my brain's always flitting all over the place. And I have learned the value of a checklist. There's just these incredible endorphins you get when you get to mark it off. And so I was very excited to go ahead and record the second episode so I can check off the second episode and just get back to y'all because people have responded. People have been telling me that they're listening to the podcast. And y'all, when I know that people are listening, it's such a joy to record another episode. And like, I get the reports and it says, I'm actually shocked at how many people listen to my podcast, especially when I'm so inconsistent. Uh, So I get these reports that all these people are listening. But when I actually hear from people who say they're listening, then it's like, oh, I really actually need to do that do this. People are waiting. So anyway, today I am taking a break from the chapters of Finding Gideon because it's available on audiobook and you can go get it. And just a quick reminder that I highly recommend Spotify for all of your audiobooks from here on out. They pay authors more than anyone else. And it costs a lot to make an audiobook. A lot of time. Well, not to mention making the book itself to begin with was tons of time and investment and huge shout out to my Kickstarter supporters because y'all made it affordable for me to produce that book with excellence. Thank you. Um, and so then I, I did record the audiobook myself, but that was hours and hours of hiding in my closet. And then after that, I had to pay an editor And um, anyway, so grateful for my editor who did a great job. But there is a cough in chapter four or five. (laughs) If you listen to this and then you go listen to the audiobook, you're going to laugh. I might, I I do have an edited version of that chapter where the cough is taken out. But I'm afraid to mess with it because I don't want Audible or someone to take my, not, not that Audible as of the time I record this has approved my book yet. But I'm just worried that I'll mess that up. But anyway, okay, so we're going to get going into today's podcast. This is a message that God has put on my heart. So when the book process started after it was out, and I, I really felt called to speak and share with groups of people, with readers, church groups, whatever, I just, I've always felt like that's a gift God has given me. My, my dad was, is a preacher. He's, well, he's retired from it. But um, public speaking is in my blood. It's not something that bothers me. And I felt called to share a message with people that I learned through this book. And so when I was first invited to speak, I was like, I'm, I'm fine with speaking. And I speak all the time for my Mary Kay business. But I wasn't exactly sure what message God wanted me to share. And so I was praying over it. And uh, it's kind of funny. Y'all may have, I think I talked about this on the podcast a couple years ago. 
I was praying for my word of the year. So in Mary Kay, we have, it, it's not just Mary Kay, but Mary Kay's big into personal development stuff. And so this word of the year has been a big thing for a while now. And Mary Kay people at the beginning of the year are texting everyone, posting on Facebook, on Instagram, everything, what their word of the year is. And it's always something really powerful. Like one of my friend's words this year is, extraordinary, right? Um, or it might be like belief or persist or dream, right? It's always these big, warm and fuzzy words. And so a couple years ago, I was praying and God gave me my word and it was surrender. <laughs> and I was like, surrender? Like that's not a warm and fuzzy word. That is not a word that makes me want to go out and move mountains, right? That is, that's a word. But let me tell you about the season that I was in. It was when I was finishing the editing of my book, which was a lot of work and very overwhelming. I was doing this podcast consistently, which is a lot of work to edit the podcast. I was building my newsletter. I was trying to build social media. I was doing all these things. I can't even remember. I just remember how big my to-do list was. I was also a leader in Mary Kay and maintaining a unit and maintaining sales and also trying to bring income into my family. Oh, and I had a horse and, I, and I'm a mom and my kids were young. And a part of this, I think, happened during COVID. I can't remember. So my kids were home and we live in an area where the kids stayed home longer than most of the country. And so it, I was just, y'all, I was so, so pulled in what felt like a hundred different directions. And I wanted to do it all with excellence. And I wanted, you know, I want my newsletter to have thousands of people, like a publisher won't even look at you if you don't have 10,000 plus newsletter subscribers. Okay. So that's the kind of numbers that we're looking at. And and so I, I'm kind of, I was kind of like stressed and I, I want to do all this stuff. And I felt like God put all of this on my heart to do all of these things. And I felt like God really called me to this podcast and God called me to the book and God called me to be a mom and God put this obsession and love with horses in my, in my DNA. And he called me to be all this stuff. And so I'm felt like an octopus, like just pulled and all like with my little tentacles all pulled in different directions. And, and then add to that the like you want results. Like if you're going to do all this, you want the results for it, right? And so I'm in this season and I'm just trying to be excellent and I want results and I want to glorify God in all of it. And God said, surrender was my word. And the number of times I've prayed and asked God to show me how to depend on him because I am fiercely independent. I grew up the third kid. I have wonderful parents, y'all. Um, I have two older brothers who are also wonderful. My parents were very busy with those older brothers. I just kind of raised myself, did my own thing. I was like, oh, I don't need to cause problems. Fiercely independent, doing my own thing my whole life in a culture that glorifies doing our own thing. And I am always realizing that I need to depend on God. And so I've prayed, God, teach me to depend on you. And he said my word was surrender. And it was the perfect time because what I learned through that word of the year was that I can do all these things, but I have no control over how many people join my newsletter. I have no control over how many people purchase my book. I have no control over whether Facebook shows my ad to the right people. I have no control how many people download this podcast. I can do things to help it. I can pay for more ads. 
I can come up with a clever Instagram reel. I can text every single person in my phone book. There are things that I can do, but ultimately I can't control whether someone purchases the book, right? I can't control whether someone listens to the podcast. And so that was a word and a season where really God taught me to surrender. So when I sat down and I prayed and I said, God, what do you want me to share with people? He said, I want you to share about surrender. And I was like, I thought I was over this word. I thought we were done with surrendering. And, and I was like, God, what does surrender have to do with the book? And I know if you've read the book, you're probably banging your head against the steering wheel right now saying, Sarah, hello, you wrote the book. Do you not see what it has to do with surrender? And, um, so the thing is when I was learning about writing memoir, I listened to a book by this lady named Mary Carr, who is a very, uh, I would say like renowned, I guess would be the word memoir writer. And she said, oftentimes you don't know what your book is about until the second or third draft. And I remember thinking, I was on my horse when I was listening to this and I thought, you were crazy. How can you finish? Like a first draft is a finished book. It just needs some polish, right? How can you finish writing your story and not even know what the story is about? I thought she was crazy. You know, sometimes I'm wrong because I feel like I didn't even know what Finding Gideon was about until it had been out for a few months. Until I sat on my floor and I prayed and I said, God, tell me what to talk to these women about. And he said, surrender. And I said, what does surrender have to do with Finding Gideon? And he said, hello, that's the whole point of the book. It's the whole point that I, I left home with this big dream in my eyes and in my heart. I took Gideon and Sandy and we moved to Louisville, Kentucky. And I said, I can do this. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You know, we leave off the, the more important parts of that verse, by the way. Um, you know, and I'm like, I can do this. I'm amazing. I'm a great horse person. And then when it all was working out, I thought I am incredible. Look at me. And God had to bring me to a place where I surrendered and I had to surrender everything I wanted in life. I, you know, I wanted, I loved Gideon. I had to surrender Gideon. I had to surrender the idea of, um, of riding racehorses. I had to surrender that dream. I had to just He brought me to a point where I remember holding my hands up and crying in a parking lot and saying, God, it's yours. And you have to read or listen to the book to find out what happened next. (laughs) But uh, it was about surrender. That was the turning point of the book in the parking lot of Ruby Tuesdays, sitting in my car, was the moment that I surrendered my dreams and my hopes and my horses that I love dearly. I surrendered it all and learned to trust God and see what he can do when we surrender the things that we hold closest to our hearts. And so God said, talk to them about surrender. And when I started thinking about it and praying about it and thinking about my friends, I realized how many of us struggle with anxiety? How much of the world, especially since COVID, has struggled with anxiety? How many times do I sit at home? Y'all, I believe this is part of my hormone cycle. <laughs> I actually was like uh, digging deep into this this month because what happens is, I'm just sorry for the men listening, but a couple days before my period, I start having all these weird pains, right? Like my chest hurts, my back hurts. 
I just have all these, oh, I have these random pains in my legs that I'm always like, it's blood clots, I'm dying. So a couple of days before my period, I have all these random pains and then I'm like, oh my gosh, what if it's cancer? What if it's blood clots? What if I'm dying? What if I'm, and so every single month I have to go through this emotional, mental process of surrendering my life to God again, of surrendering my future, of understanding that like, if I die from cancer, if I die from a blood clot, like God is going to take care of my family. And I have to every month, it's probably a, now that I'm, I'm like, y'all, I'm, this is live happening that I'm realizing it's probably a God thing. You know, God is using my hormone cycles to remind me to surrender to him, to surrender my future, my kids' futures, my hopes and dreams. Because now, you know, after the whole racetrack thing, my hopes and dreams really are just to be a mom and to raise my kids. Ah, you guys, it makes me cry. Um, You know, to, to, to see them do life, to be there for them, to have the conversations, that's my dream. To be able to walk them through the things God has taught me when they need to hear it. And so every month <laughs> I start having my PMS pains and then I'm like, I could be dying. And then I learn to surrender again. And so I was looking at all my friends and I've heard so many of them say they have similar fears. Um, that they, they, they have anxiety over health. They have anxiety over their kids. They have anxiety over so much stuff. And... And I realized that truly this anxiety that so many of us carry, for most of us, it's a lack of surrender. And I'm sure there's more to it. Please don't come at me for talking about anxiety when I am not a, you know, trained psychologist or whatever. I'm sure there are other things to it. But I also know that when we don't surrender our hopes and our dreams to God, when we are trying to hold on to things that we have absolutely no control over, that's the source of most anxiety. And so God was talking to me about surrender. And then just a couple weeks ago, I was on my way to speak to a morning ladies group. <laughs> and, and I was, it was like a, almost an hour drive. So I thought, okay, I'm going to listen to worship music and I'm going to pray because I want to make sure that I'm not just showing up and speaking from my own wisdom. I want to, you know, be led by the Lord here because when you can't do public speaking, it's really easy to just say things that you already know. But I didn't. I don't want to be that. I really wanted to make sure that I was digging in and and delivering the message that God called me to deliver. And so I was praying. Well, I was listening to worship music, and this song comes on, y'all. I just put a random Spotify playlist on that was like worship now or something. I don't know. And this song came on about surrender. And so I start laughing. I'm like, okay, God, I hear you. I'm talking about surrender. Okay. And then it hit me that surrender is hard and it's hard to trust God with the things that we love most because, you know, even in finding Gideon, y'all had had the most beautiful ending, but it was not the ending that I imagined. And my trip, my, my life in Kentucky, it had the most incredible ending. It was not at all. I had, I had to go through so much to get there. And I think, God, sometimes it's scary to surrender. Because, because 
we know that like God's path doesn't always mean it's the easy path. Like we're not just like on the mountaintop all the time. God uses suffering to grow us. God uses suffering to get us where we need to be. And I said, God, it's hard and it is scary to surrender. And then God said, stories. You have to tell more stories. And and I realized that was the second part of what he wanted me to share was about telling stories. And back to some of the training that I've had through Mary Kay, it's not really like this isn't from Mary Kay themselves, but again, part of the self-help thing is we learn a lot about stories and this, we're always telling ourselves stories. Um, if you don't believe me, imagine that your phone is ringing right now and you can't see the screen. You're automatically telling yourself a story of who you think is calling. And then let's say if you are, if you don't have grown kids yet, um, it's your mom calling. And if you do have grown kids, imagine it's your kids calling. You're automatically telling yourself a story of what is happening with your parents or what is happening with your kids. You're coming up with stories before you even know what it is. And then how many times has something happened in a social group or a social setting and you are just assuming you're making up like this is actually what happened you weren't even there for it you don't know what actually happened right we're always coming up with stories to help ourselves understand and relate to what's going on with the world around us but so many of the stories we make up we don't even know if they're true guys so anyway we cope with life by telling ourselves stories and by coming up with stories so the important thing is to control the stories that you're telling yourself you're going to be telling yourself stories anyway right so what if we tell ourselves positive stories. Okay. So, um, and then I started thinking and I was like, okay, we're telling ourselves stories. Is this even biblical? Am I just making this up? That's what I started thinking. And then I remembered there are so many instances. I was even reading one this morning in Hebrews. Instances where God says to stop and tell each other stories. So many of the Jewish holidays were holidays where they stopped and retold, I'm saying it in past tense, but it's still happening. Stories where they stop and they retell the stories of God's goodness, of the ways that he pulled through, of, um, I know there's, there's a holiday that celebrates Esther, where they stop and they remember the way God saved the Jewish people through Esther. There's Passover, where they stop and they remember the way God saved the Israelites through the blood of the Passover lamb. That's like, it's seeped into the Old Testament to stop and remind yourselves of the stories of God's goodness and the way that he comes through. And when the Israelites stop paying attention to these stories, when they stop celebrating these holidays, that's when they drift. That's when they stop trusting God. And that's when they start following all these other gods. And we're always like, come on, Israelites. Like, what are you thinking? Don't you remember how good God is? But they don't because they stopped telling themselves the stories. And so God said, remind them to tell stories, to tell the stories of God's goodness, whether it's stories from the Bible or stories from your own life, tell each other the stories of my goodness. And so today, I, I want to encourage you to share a story with someone else of God's goodness. What if it could become like a normal part of our conversation? You know, like... <laughs> You know, when you see someone and you say, hey, how are you doing? 
I don't know about you, but most people, they either go, oh, I'm fine, and they lie. <laughs> or they're like, oh, man, we've been sick this week. Right? Which is true. And I do appreciate authenticity. I do. I think sometimes it's we need to be authentic. But at the same time, what if we can authentically say, wow, this is what God did this week. This week, let me tell y'all. Um... Wow, how am I doing? God is so good. Just to be honest, on Friday, I did the audiobook launch. I didn't do a very good job of it. Um, I rushed it, and it wasn't going very well. And I was really stressed about the numbers, and I was stressed about all the numbers and how just things weren't really going like I expected. And, and then when I prayed about it, God said, just trust me. I, it's in my hands. You do you. You do your best, you're, but you're only human. I am God, trust me. And I said, okay. And it was the greatest relief in the world. It is such a great relief to trust God and his sovereignty. So that's how I'm doing. I'm just trusting God. And when I start panicking in the, over the numbers again, I just roll my eyes at myself and say, okay, God, you, God's got this. That's how I'm doing. So today, tell someone a story of God's goodness. Shoot them a text message and say, you won't believe what God did today. And y'all, in the Bible, it says every good and perfect gift comes from above. And the way I see it, that even includes good parking spots. Okay? Like, God is good. And when something good happens, let's not say it's luck. Let's give credit where credit is due. Every good and perfect gift comes from a God, comes from above. God is good to us. He's a good, good God. So here's the deal. It's just a lot easier to surrender to a God when we remember how good he is. I think as humans, just like when someone says, how are you doing? And you say, oh man, we have the stomach bug in our house. Like we have a tendency to focus on the suffering. We have a tendency to look at the negative in everything. But it's so much easier to surrender when we are looking God's goodness and the way he has pulled through for us and the way he's pulled through for his people and the people, you know, his people before our generation, just the way that God has pulled through for us. And so tell each other stories. And when you start getting full of anxiety, just remember that God's in it. You guys, he is good and we can trust him and we just need to surrender that thing to God. Okay. That's it. So I've been praying over this for a little while, thinking about it, talking to friends about it. And on the note of this message that I just shared, I am feeling really led and really excited to actually change the direction of the Live, Ride, Learn podcast. So in the past, this show has been uh, my my little tagline was learning and growing together through stories. And so really, we're, we're keeping it the same. We're learning and growing together through stories. But these stories are going to be all about celebrating and reminding ourselves of God's goodness and the times that he showed up. So I've actually got some guests lined up already. And, you know, it's just going to be Every episode is really going to be about celebrating God's goodness and reminding each other of God's goodness. And what's crazy, y'all, is when I when I sat back and thought about it, I realized 
that's what it's been all this time. And that's what Finding Gideon is about. It's a story to remind us that God really does show up even in the hardest times, even when we're facing our greatest fears come to fruition, that God is in it. And that when we trust in him, he will work it for our good. So anyway, I'm, I'm really excited about this. Uh, stay tuned. But the Live I Learn podcast is doing the same thing, just a little directional shift. Quick reminder before I go, Finding Gideon is available on audiobook. As of February 14th, it is not available on Audible, but it is available on Spotify, which literally pays mm, about 70% more than Audible. It's crazy. So I'd rather you listen on Spotify anyway. And I've been having some real, even just this morning, I've had some really great comments, people messaging me about the book. One person is sitting at her desk right now trying not to cry. Um, someone else said, I can't believe you actually sang on the podcast. And I, and not the podcast, on the audiobook. And I can't either, y'all. When I say I sliced open my chest and bled into the microphone for you, that includes singing a solo. And I am mortified, but it was part of the story. So, like, in the story, I was asked to sing a solo at church, and so I go up and sing the solo, and then it just becomes, the whole scene unfolds from there, and so as I was recording the audiobook, I start getting to that part, and I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I have to sing, because in the book, I actually write out the lyrics, because I'm actually singing the song, and so I was like, I have to sing, I have to do this, and I sang on the audiobook. Oh my gosh, I'm so, Wow. Okay, so go listen to the audiobook and then say nice things to me. And no one expects me to be an amazing singer, including myself. So don't say mean things because I'm not pursuing a career in music. <laughs> I'm pursuing a career in storytelling and reminding people of God's goodness. So on that note, you have an amazing day. And don't forget to leave a review. I would love to just hear from you. I have over 100 people listen to every episode of this podcast lately. And um, I know that's really tiny for some podcasts, but that's really big for a lot of podcasts, including me. And I'm just curious, who are all these hundred people? Because I only have one mom. <laughs> I don't have a hundred moms. So I would love to hear. Just shoot me a message on Instagram or email or something. Tell me how in the world did you find my podcast? All right. Thanks so much for tuning in, y'all. Have a great day. And don't forget to share a story of God's goodness with someone in your life today. Bye.